after everything is happy. Oh, I see us. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think we are live. Awesome. Well, this is a uh, an, an extra interesting episode of the Making Awesome podcast because there's been a lot that has happened that, like, I would say the, the past two weeks in the 3D printing industry, at least on the consumer side, have been some of the most profound changes that we've seen in the industry in the past five years. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, Prusa, E3D, everyone just back to back to back this week has been, Yep. and they're not even tied together. As we've seen in, on the Twitters. I don't, you know, I, I, I I'm going to throw a little bit of doubt on that, right? I, <laughs> I don't know how, uh, you know, tied together they are or they aren't, right? Yeah. Um, I, I personally believe that there is a lot more, um, What's probably the right way? Uh, there's more going on behind the scenes that yeah. we are not, um, like, let into as a consumer, right? With, like, the Joe Prusa tweets with E3D about, oh, we would never use an E3D product. And then, like, four hours later, oh, yeah, we've been working with E3D on this. I think yeah. effectively anything that comes out of Prusa at this point without photos is suspect to trolling. Suspect to quite a bit of trolling. Um, and that's okay. It's okay. Tarzman says, Justin, you have a printer in your video. Yes, we are aware of this. <laughs> oh, I just dropped a bunch of brands. No, I am in the printer. <laughs> you are the printer. You are the printer. Um, now, let me just make sure we are uploading safely because I did just drop some frames. Eh, whatever. Is what it is. Um, but yeah, I I have a hard time believing anything at this point. And if nothing else, that's a pain in the ass. Right? A real yeah. pain in the ass. Yeah. I, what else have we seen in terms of trolling this week? Oh, or mean, proposed trolling. Lots of, like, in Sanjay's interview, him talking about him completely trolling Slice and saying, oh, you're going to have a fun time cutting open our heater block. Uh, because, yeah. Um, and just a lot about patents and cloning of hardware i think is really where where we saw a lot of what's been going on in this industry is that we want the open sourceness so everyone can modify and work on their printers without being locked down yep but also you need to protect your ip it's your ip and i, I think that's kind of similar to what tesla did by my understanding is they open sourced their patents so they had them patented originally, and then they're allowing people to use those patents without any really 
ramifications. The thing is, and I... As far as the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office is concerned, the USPTO, U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, if you have a patent and you open source it, you no longer have a patent. If yeah. you if you are not defending your patent, there is no valid reason to own it. And of I think Volvo is probably the most famous for this. Was it Volvo? I'm fairly certain it was Volvo that came up with the three-point seatbelt. Seat and they had every legal right to say, screw you, you can't use it, go design your own. But the studies proved that it made sense. And Tesla sees that method too. But if you're a for-profit business and you are looking at some point to sell the company, you your necessity is to maintain that IP. Because yeah. if you don't, then you lose va- – the company is valued by that, yeah. right? Um, it was indeed Volvo. Same with breakaway motor mounts. There you go. See? I've I've got I've got Google here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying to post this everywhere. And I don't know where to post it. Give me a second. <sighs> yeah, I mean, like you need to protect your ideas to a degree. I think is really what it comes down to. And I I think E3D kind of hits that that mark at least for me. Um. Truly, I believe that they found that happy medium between doing it right and being stratasis. Yes. Ideas are worthless. Worthless, Billy says. You are right. Ideas are absolutely worthless. Well, Mad, Mad Monkey Make says, hey, boys and girls. How you doing? Uh, but yes, I agree with Billy. Ideas are absolutely worthless. 100% your ideas have zero value. This is not the dot-com era. You don't live where Justin lives. It, it, it is not like that anymore, right? And don't get me wrong. I can take my hair. I can put it up into a, a man bun and tell you all about my SaaS business idea that I'm going to somehow compare to Uber and ask you to invest. Or I can say I have a patent, and I've done this, yeah. and this shit works. If your idea is patented, that idea has value, but it's because your patent has the value. Your idea does not have value. Hey, Karen, how you doing? Um, but y- the industry, we've kind of been averse to patents, and the comments on the E3D patent video kind of were a mixed bag, right? Um about a 50-50 mix of screw these guys, we don't like what they're doing, they're going to they're going to mess up the industry and no, the industry actually freaking needs this. Right? I'm I'm on the standpoint of the industry needs this. We need to stop companies and see I didn't name and shame them in the video, but I'll name and shame them on the podcast. We need to stop companies like Triangle Labs from knocking things off, right? As someone that bought a non-trivial amount of stuff from them, early on before I really understood the impact of what they had against E3D. I feel guilty for being a part of the problem, but I think all of us at one point have, I bought from Amazon what I thought and what I paid for a real E3D V6. This is not the color of an E3D V6 gold. That is not the right color. 
Um, not even close. <laughs> it's not. Yeah, it's I mean, not even I've, close. I've gotten fake nozzles from Amazon multiple times. They've said genuine E3D V6 nozzle. Yep. Nope. And with the patent, you have some odd issues here. A patent, once granted, basically will show anybody that wants to copy you exactly how to do it. They don't. They don't need to buy your product anymore. Reverse engineer it and and rebuild it. Right. You don't have to worry about sending a product to a customer in China that they might not be an actual customer. The patent literally gives them the way to do it. Um, let, let me see what we've got. I, uh, Mad Monkey says, ideas are not worthless. Ideas without impact or follow through are. Ideas without people to execute are. There's a difference. Yes, ideas are worthless unless you execute. That is correct. Um Queen Lon says, strictly speaking, you don't need to have a working product to get a patent. That is correct. Um, design patents are a thing. Utility patents are a thing where you patent an idea. Um, but utility patents without a functioning prototype, the USPTO has been a little bit harder against than they have been in recent years. And that's just because they're tired of patent trolls. Now, of course... There was a pretty large case that just came out where the USPTO granted a patent to a known patent troll over something that they should not have gotten. And now everybody in the United Inventors Alliance, the UIA, the other UIA, <laughs> um, is going up in arms about this because, like, you know these people are a problem. How did this get through? This should not be a patent. And now we have to go through the step of invalidating somebody's patent, which I will tell you is a non-trivial amount of effort. Um, Billy says, E3D took too long to innovate, not buying... Oh, uh, and they did. They took way too long to innovate. Um, we have reports stating as far back as, like, in, in the video interview of Sanjay, which, by the way, Sanjay, if you're listening, email me. I have no idea how to contact you. But you know how to contact DM me. Shoot me. Huh? Is this Twitter DMable? I, I I guess I could look. I would assume it's not for someone you know his profile size. I, I would assume it's not. Uh, but I we, we do want to interview Sanjay, and he commented personally on the E3D Revo annou uh, announcement video that we did that he'd be down to do an interview. And like I fangirled a little bit. Like okay, I fangirled a lot of it. Uh, but it it was it was pretty cool, right? You know he he's he and E3D are the company that once again, as far as I'm concerned, set the bar. Set the bar for what 3D printing should look like, right? Slice Engineering came out with the first hot end that dealt with the one-handed nozzle change. And yeah. I think that set the new standard of if you're going to release a new hot end, it better be one-handed nozzle change. There was the Raptor. Now, I have unconfirmed reports. I'm trying to get these reports confirmed that the Raptor is actually an early stage clone of the E3D Revo. The E3D Revo has been in beta for years, and apparently this is a leak that turned into a product. Um, now, I don't have confirmation of that. I want to ask Sanjay directly when we interview him if this is actually real. However, when you put them side by side... It's pretty darn close, and when own. when that was brought up to me during the live stream and in the comments of the E3D Revo launch video, I'm like, oh shit, they've been, you know, the, the Raptor's been out longer, we've got ourselves a problem here, and then you look deeper into it, and yes, they both use a cylindrical heater block, 
Um, but I that's, mean, that's been for years. Like, and the they both use the same heat sink, but the heat sink side, the cool side of the Revo, is totally open source. Um, patents for the small guys are a movie hoax. I disagree, Billy. Um, you as a small person can get a patent. The problem is defending it. The United States Patent and Trademark Office not only wants you to have a patent, but if you cannot defend it, your patent can be invalidated by the fact that you can't defend it. And that's why we tell people, if you don't immediately have access to $100,000 of liquid capital, it is not the right time to be looking at a patent. And that is a hard thing for an inventor to hear because an inventor, right, Shark Tank, do you have a patent? 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 Right, because they're not buying your idea. They're buying your patent. I believe, and this is a someone who's been in the patent industry for a while. I'm on the board of the Tampa Bay Inventors Council, the executive board, the Tampa Bay Inventors Council. I you know, run a business that literally does invention help for people. 3D Musketeers, part of what we do is help people take their ideas from art to part. I'm tired of people coming in and saying, I have this patent, can you help me make it? And when you look at what their patent is, it's not manufacturable. And you sit there and say, holy shit, these people just spent no less than five grand for a piece of paper they can hang on a wall and say, I have a patent. The patent has no value from a production standpoint. Yep. And that's where coming in and understanding how to write a patent deals with it right a design there are two types of patents generally speaking a design patent and a utility patent design patent as it states is a design now i'm going to go off on a rail a little bit because to me this is one of the greatest stories in design patent history it is the story of yeti i think i've told it here before but yeti to me is kind of the biggest fu to a big box retailer that i've ever seen everybody and their mother knows yeti Right? They're double-walled, vacuum-insulated tumblers, mugs, coffee cups, whatever the hell it is. They make double-wall vacuum-insulated stuff. They make... <laughs> I was on a rail. Yeah, I was on a rail. Um, they make coolers. They make other products. But their big product, when they first came out, was that, was that tumbler. Everyone knows the shape. Yeti was very quiet that they had a design patent. And they waited for Walmart to knock them off. Ozark Trail exists, right? I have, this is a Bubba branded, although now it's 3D Musketeers brand. If you want to get your own pack of 3D Musketeer stickers, you can head over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash 3D Musketeers, and get yourself some stickers. I think that's the $5 tier. I have to now ship stickers internationally, by the way. I'm going to lose my ass on that, but I just don't care. You can just do a regular stamp on those. Is that so going to go there, international? Right? Yeah. Uh, oh. Well, you have to get an international stamp. They're maybe a dollar instead of... 25 cents but. but then i can't use and i don't have them handy my disney villain stamps i i use this anytime i need to pay somebody or send something like that i use a disney villain stamp because it's just it's just a very small amount of passive aggression that is perfect for me but anyways yeti allowed walmart <laughs> to produce ozark trail and when you looked yeti was selling for 40 dollars. okay that's a premium product yeti aligned themselves with influencers, people in their industry. They went after the fishing industry, and they went after the, um, don't trust Justin for mailing advice. That's that's fair. Don't trust Justin for mailing advice. This one uh, is actually something that I don't do. It's and I don't know what mauling advice is, but apparently that's 
I, I, I could be a jerk because he misspelled things because it's fun. Uh, <laughs> sorry for being a Swede, Jimmy says. Nah, Jimmy, you're good. I want you to get some stickers, and uh, I have holographic stickers coming, so I'm going to send... People are going to get not only a regular sticker pack, but I'm going to send you a holographic sticker pack, and those are limited. Um, and yes, you will get cat stickers, because I can. But um, Yeti allowed Ozark Trail to come onto the market, because what occurred is that Ozark Trail and Walmart never challenged Yeti's patent. They just knock them off, assuming no one's going to go after us because we're Walmart. They came in, undercut the crap out of them. Like, crazily undercut the crap out of them. And, uh, Yeti let them do it for, gosh, six months? Yeah. It was a yeah. while. To where they had a pretty strong, uh, market share, right? A market share. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Then they said, oh, hey, by the way, we've got a patent. And what happens when that occurs? Do you know what happens when, when you when you challenge, uh, when you go after someone and saying, you're copying my patent? It's an assist letter? Not At only least. that. No, there's something <laughs> way worse. What happens? You get sued. <laughs> sued is fine, but uh, Customs gets involved. US oh, they'll seize all your packages. Yeah. They seize everything. Yep. So Walmart was already running boats like every single boat that they were running had a container full of these things they were selling them like hotcakes right it was a cheap yeti and effectively at the ladies auxiliary it's the same damn thing without the branding now the branding mattered a lot but the fact that it could keep your drink cold for 12 hours mattered a lot to other people i'm going to point out the fact that it's a thermos and it's been patented in the 20s and it's been in public domain for decades right Quilon says, what happens? Lawyers everywhere cheer. That's right. When you sue, lawyers win. Um, and all of the Ozark Trail stuff, as soon as it hit the port, boom. Seized. Instantly seized. And uh, that's bad news bears if you're Walmart. And uh, Yeti eventually won that. And what happened? Walmart, RTIC, JDC, J, uh, JDC I think is the, the catalog that for lasering and engraving. Um, all these people that were knocking off the Yeti design had to either the product they did not have in warehouses gone, destroyed. And the product they had in warehouses, they had to sell for cost. They could not make a dime on it. And if they did make a dime on it, they owed it to Yeti. It was truly the biggest middle finger that I've ever seen to a big company out there. And Yeti had the funding to do it. If you are a Yeti and you don't have Yeti-style money, like, you literally... Yeti needed a level of FU money that is unreasonable here, okay? But they had it. And because they had it, it enabled them to survive. If you, a regular person, have a Yeti idea and it's a design patent and a Walmart copies you and Walmart just sits there and bleeds you dry in court, guess what? You've lost your patent. I don't care how much you think your patent protects you. It doesn't unless you can afford to defend it. Yeah. And it's why we tell people, and it's why the uh, patent attorneys that we work with tell people the same thing. You do not need a patent. You need sales. Because without sales, you don't have the means, generally speaking, to defend your patent. Now, if you want to get a provisional, that's fine. A provisional patent application protects you for one calendar year from the date of filing. 
check your local laws. But here in Florida, Justin's in California, I'm in Florida, we are a first to file state. We don't care who had the idea first. We care about who put it on paper and filed it with the USPTO first. That's what we care about. Some states are different. Now, court, of course, is not always about who's right and who's wrong. It's who tells a better story, right? Look at high-profile court cases out there where you believe that uh, the jury went the wrong way. That's because they were motivated emotionally to go a different route. They were convinced, okay? But a PPA is never touched by the USPTO unless there is a litigation involved because a provisional can show you those steps that the inventor took to get to the prototype. And if you can prove that you were working on this and your idea stems from something that does not violate somebody else's patent, it can just be magical happenstance and everyone moves on with their lives. We were working with a customer who had an idea that I looked at it and said, this is actually a pretty decent idea. We did a cursory patent search with a patent office. Uh, I found a, nope, someone's calling my cell phone. Damn it, they're calling the company. Oh well. Um, but th we did a cursory inspection with a, a local patent lawyer and we found two patents that had expired. The problem is they're in public domain. If he had tried to make this product before these patents expired, challenge these patents on the fact that they were not being uh like protected he might have actually been able to produce this product but the fact that he didn't have the cash to challenge the patents meant that there was no hope for this product to ever get off the ground and it sucks because now that it's in public domain it is not patentable and this product was in an industry that has an incredibly high barrier to entry and the companies that 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 own the industry own the industry and are not afraid to screw the little guy speaking of screwing the little guy make sure you leave us a like on this stream <laughs> ah, i love it I, I i love having funny ctas mm -hmm. um hilariously i i i'm on a business support call it's just because we we all like to talk about the problems that we have and someone said why don't you do a ad for getting staff members like the appliance direct people in florida now if you don't know the company go look up their ads on youtube they're very like brash in your face unapologetic up to 70 percent off sure they're scratch indented but they're up to 70 percent off i tried this and we've actually had two separate people email us with resumes and i'm like holy shit this is working one guy's in the uk and the other one's in the netherlands i think and that's pretty cool. Um, uh, Miss Deutsch is here. How you doing? Uh, we have Zami5RE says, Hey, just joined the stream. Really interested in how Prusa is using the Revo on their new system. Explains why the releases are so close to each other. They are not using the Revo. Mm, I <laughs> Also, hi, I'm the one from the UK. Oh, hey, this is the guy that, that, that applied from the UK. I got your email. I haven't had a chance to respond to it. We were up very late last night hanging out with people, and then sure. I just decided I'm just not going to get out of bed until I have to do this this live stream today. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how most of our mornings went. That's hilarious that I'm talking about the the fact that those, that those CTAs work, and one of the reasons the CTA works just happened to join in at the same time. 
Uh, yeah. CTA is called action, by the way, for those that don't know that. Um, but uh, but Zombie 5RE, it is not an E3D Revo. Take a look at the press photos that Prusa has put out and enhance, enhance, enhance. It appears to be a V6 nozzle. Yes, it does appear to be a circular heater. Now, this might be one of the old-style Revos, yeah. which it very well could be. Prusa has been... Um, Prusa's been trolling. And uh, Prusa's been trolling pretty hard. And I, I have to respect the game, but I kind of hate the player for it, right? Yeah, uh, I, I think there will be, like... And we also have to think that this printer, the, the Prusa Pro that they showed off at Dubai, was a prototype system of some yeah, sort. Yeah, it was. It, it, and it's the one designed for the show. It's and, and, I mean, getting parts made and delivered is very, very hard to be getting right now because of all the supply shortages in everything. You cannot get a shipping container. Um, but oh. the release, the release dates, I don't think have anything to do with it. Because uh, Prusa's had this plan for multiple years now uh, to be at this show and have uh, released something there, which is probably this. And so I don't think it had any correlation with the E3D stuff, especially with the trolling that's occurred on Twitter. Um, so Flying Goat was the one that first actually turned us on to the Raptor. He's in the comments right now saying that it's a Raptor. And I said, can you back that up? Because if you can't back it up, I don't believe you. And I've got unconfirmed reports, and I want to ask Sanjay personally. I've I talked about this earlier, Flying Goat. But uh, I've got reports from multiple sources telling me that the Raptor is is stolen from E3D. That it is a one of the early prototypes of what would go on to be the Revo and it's stolen from them. So I don't know. I, I don't know. And I'm, I'm not going to mention that in the main channel video, but I'll mention it in live streams. And, um, and I don't think Prusa would switch to some manufacturer that they never worked with before. No, definitely be not. It, it'd be either in-house completely vertically integrating their hot end production, i.e. the Prusa mini or um, going Revo. I firmly believe that Prusa is vertically integrating. The, the Mini proves it, right? The Mini's yeah. got a custom hot end. Yes, it's based around a V6, but the heater block is different. The heat break is different. Is the heat break different? I think the heat break's different. I think, yeah, yeah, because it has the slide. It slides into the the cold side. And I agree with Mad Monkey. I have not seen a single Raptor in anything beyond renders. Um, just joking. Bit to be honest, for sure, it's not a, it is not a knockoff, uh, Flying Goat says. Um, but yeah, looking at the pictures from Prusa, it appears to be using a V6. It could be like the mini hot end. We haven't looked at the mini hot end compared to those pictures. Uh, no, the hot end appeared to be circular. From far the heater away core did, appeared to be circular. Okay. Cause it did look like almost like a, like a squircle, like the mini's, uh, hot end is. The mini's hot end is just a. It's still a square. With, with, and that's kind of rounded, rounded on edge the front, on the though. back. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of thinking it could be a one of those flipped. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I mean, Prusa has been unapologetic in the fact that they're vertically integrating, and I don't blame them. Right? What happens when we have supplier shortages? You rely on other people, and your shit takes longer because of other people. And I mean, we um, are out of manufacturing, so you can manufacture in house. <laughs> yeah. 
And I, I love that new system. We, we've got some really interesting things to talk about in that Monday video. So if you are finding us because I've spammed a bunch of discords, uh, because I do like it when people come and hang out with us and talk to us in the comments, make sure you get subscribed because we are going to be talking about this brand new automated print farm system from Prusa in our Monday video. I'll probably actually be recording it tonight. Um, but I'm always concerned because Bruce is dropping more stuff every day that we might need future Grant. It's pretty simple. If you see me in the same shirt in two videos, I film them the same day. <laughs> so if I'm wearing a blue shirt, this blue shirt in the Monday video, I filmed it today. Uh, <laughs> um, but uh, it's a V6 with a chamfer on the rear for extra clearance. That's what I thought okay. it was. And I have four minis, so I should I know this. I don't have a mini, so I, it's just what I've seen pictures. Oh, I'm like, so. where the hell's my mini? My mini's on set because I used oh. it. What did I use it? Oh, I used it on the $50 printer uh, set. No, I used it on the uh, the cutting the nozzle, cutting the heat break oh, okay. video. Um, uh, Zami5RE is asking opinions on the obsidian nozzle. I so, have not so read enough about that. It's, it's bimetal, so it's hardened steel and copper. Uh, it's got a hardened steel sleeve and it's a copper outer. We talked about this yesterday on the maker call. Um, a lot of us believe that it is for those people that need to have a measuring contest. There is a use case scenario for it. Don't get me wrong. It's likely for printing incredibly high, 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 high temperature materials where normal hardened steel nozzles would anneal. They wouldn't work as well. Uh, or to give you better performance at lower temperatures, where hardened steel, generally, you have to bump up those temps 5, 10 degrees. I don't know if they're going to be pushing for better low-end performance, where you don't need to bump those temps up anymore, or if they're pushing for better high temp. But oh. <laughs> for me, I think it's a pretty bleeding-edge case that few people will see a lot of, a lot of use case in. Now, yeah. I don't own one, so, you know... My it, ability to talk about it is minimal. I can't think of the guy's name. Who inter whoever was interviewing Sanjay and doing all the videos at the conference, I can't think of his name at the moment. Um, I'll have to look on Twitter. But I was asking him, like, why are they all V6 nozzles when they're switching to Revo? And it's probably because this will be coming out before Revo. And that um, makes sense. I, I'm because, glad to see that they're not letting the V6 platform just die because so many of us still utilize it. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping that it should be... be like, I, I want to see a Revo that's fairly backwards compatible with your standard nozzles. I'd like to see, like, an adapter almost because I have some fancy nozzles, <laughs> like some of the more expensive $30, $40 nozzles, and it... And it gets expensive. He says more expensive nozzles, laughs in Olsen Ruby. Um, I won't do that because they are, they fall out. and They fall out if you don't utilize them correctly, yes. Um, yeah, and yeah. So Zami5RE is personally interested in how the steel insert is going to work with the Revo. Maybe it'll be the same piece as the bimetallic heat break is. So the Revo, is all, the, the Revo nozzle is already bimetal. It, it, it is not all made of brass. It is There is a, a process involved in this, and that's because of the heat break. The heat break is likely a different metal. What it is, I don't know, because again, I don't have one. And the people that do have them, they don't know if their NDA is, is up yet. So 
part of me is kind of glad that I don't have one because we were able to do that video because right now the people that have these don't know what they can and can't talk about. Yeah, I right? mean, it's only Vector 3D, which Jimmy reminded me of the yeah, name. Yeah, Vector 3D, V3D. Who's been with Sanjay and been able to talk about it. But besides right. that... And of course, Michael Petch, the editor-in-chief of 3D Printing Industry, but he was there, right? He, he was on yeah. the floor showing us stuff and and it was it was i, I fanboyed a little bit because we have editor-in-chief of 3d printing industry in our in our chat and he was challenging me and i thought i did a pretty decent job on that live video going like kind of going toe-to-toe with him i was proud of myself for that because it's not often that i get to talk about high-end stuff because like if i talk about high-end stuff a lot no one no one likes it but <laughs> i am in contact with a couple of companies that make very 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 high temp 3d printers to see if we can actually do legitimate reviews on them for the YouTube channel to talk about what this kind of in-between price point looks like for bleeding edge 3D printing. Um, but uh, not, uh, Flying Goat says, if the nozzle has DLC coating, it is probably not high temp as DLC is normally up to 300 degrees before separating from the surface. I'm guessing that's the... Uh, the silicone coating. Yeah, the stuff. silicone coating. I don't think you're going to... I don't... You don't really worry about that coating when you're dealing with high temp stuff. Um, sure, if you don't take your nozzle up high, use it. But um, peak and peck stick pretty hard. Altem, Altem sucks to print, period. Yeah. Uh, and it's incredibly expensive. I mean, th these nozzles are consumable even if they're 100 bucks a pop at that level. Like, it's not something you're worrying about. Yep. Nadav says, if I'm going to spend money... The new nozzle is the one I'm going to get. I don't see the Revo as an upgrade, so no point to replace the current V6 setup. And the new nozzle will make sure I can print glow-in-the-dark. I have to agree here. I think as as my hot ends start to die, I don't think I'm going to buy more V6 components. Yeah. I think I'm going to burn through my stock and then slowly start replacing it with Revo. But when I make that switch is going to be weird because we're not just going to overnight replace everything on our Prusas because we've got quite a few of them. And I've got like, there's a, a printer up here. There's a Fusion 3 F410 right above me there. And then above me over here is a Taz 6. Both of those run E3D as well. Well, the Fusion 3 is still under warranty for another year, so I'm not touching its hot end. Uh, and yes, it's warrantied against nozzle clogs for two years, which is pretty awesome but as that starts to fail right once the warranty's up there's really no point in doing that anymore now if you buy a hot end from fusion 3 they will warranty it for a year but it needs to be installed in their machine by somebody that knows what they're doing hi i'm somebody that knows what they're doing but i don't know if the revo would be a better fit for that machine and i think we have to look at where a revo fits best a revo micro or a Revo 6 are, to me, they appear to be significantly lighter than a V6. Especially on the, uh, uh, the Fusion 3, that is a Volcano. And I want to see their Volcano version of the Revo. And I think that's going to be one of the, 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 the two that they're still teasing. I think we're going to have a water-cooled version, so an aqua version. And then I think we're going to have a hardened version, or a, uh, a volcano version um but 
That's my personal opinion. Uh, Mad Monkey Make says he's got two plus Revos in the beta program, but they're beta, so he doesn't know what's changed. Um, Zombie5RE says, personally, I'm finding budget to install Revos on all printers at the school. The nozzle swap system would mean other students, not just myself and teachers, could swap them out. And I think I there's the value. You have found yeah. the value. You have found the value particularly for newbies. Because I mean – I, I'm in that same boat. Like, I'm not going to tell the teacher who just got two Prusas to get E3D V6 components. I'm going to say, wait a month to buy them. Yeah. And I'll order you Revos. Here like, is, this is a Creality nozzle. So for those that are uh, listening audio only, I'm holding up a Creality hot end. There is no good way to hold this thing. There's no good way to hold it. You got to hold it with a pair of pliers, but it uses a bead thermistor, a glass bead thermistor that is held in with a piece of tape. It's held in with Kapton tape that goes around the hot end. Is it that bad? I haven't even looked up. This is an that. old one. I know some oh, of the newer yeah. ones use a screw that holds a plate of metal over the thermistor. Yeah. Which is I, just I mean, as bad. I, yeah. Right? To change this, you have to hold the heat block and then unscrew it with, I use a little a little T-nut driver. Is this the right size? No, because Creality nozzles have a different size than E3D nozzles. Because oh, those are the Mark 8. It's, no. it's, it's the same threading. They're still M6 yeah. threading. But, yeah, these are Mark 8 nozzles. Um, to be able to do it not only single-handed, but this has to be done at temp. You need to do this quite hot. And mm -hmm. for Creality nozzles, you actually have to do it above the temperature that the, that the hot end should run at. Because these are not all metal hot ends. These have a piece of PTFE that goes all the way down to the nozzle. And that's not good. Yeah. When you look at the Revo... You can just hot swap a Revo. Literally, take cool. it out, put a new one in, plug it in, and go. And yeah. while your Revo is cooling down, you can then take it off, replace the nozzle, and put it back into work. Well, or, I don't even think you, you needed to cool down completely all the way, though, because you yeah. you can't really use a tool. Right, Basically, yeah. There's no... You can literally pause your print, turn off your hot end... Let it go, let it cool all, you know, pull out your filament, of course, let it cool all the way down, unscrew it by hand, screw it in a new nozzle. Now, there's one thing that we don't know yet, which is Z offset. I'm hoping that it bottoms out and you just kind of finger tighten it and you'll be fine. And there's like a very obvious point where it stops. So your Z offset can be close enough. But if you're changing a nozzle mid print, I would be worried about seeing a obvious line. But... If you're changing a nozzle mid-print anyways, I don't think you're worried about a line. I think you're worried about keeping the print alive. And yeah. a little bit of sandpaper goes a long way to solve that problem, right? Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing that, like, when you do a standard nozzle swap, you have to do you have to adjust your, your Z offset every time because yep, you're not going to always get a perfect gap. We're humans. We can't, like, tighten it to the exact spec every single time or not. We try, though. The heat block exactly i mean we try but it's not perfect like i got it i just swapped my nozzle over to a 0.6 and it leaked out the top of it because i didn't tighten it enough um yes that's why nothing was sticking to my bed because i was getting under extrusion um but that there's things i think this eliminates a lot of i originally kind of got annoyed at this design when I saw it a little bit before stuff and like just their hints 
that I thought everything was going to be all one piece, which it kind of is. And I feel like that's a little bit more wasteful. Well, it used to be. It used to be one piece. Yeah, I, th I think having the heater as a separate piece helps a lot. And I like having that all contained. It's great because I've broken thermistor wires more than enough times to. Oh, yeah. I don't have literally a bucket of thermistors. Yeah, I'd... for no reason. Right. Yeah. I mean, I bought I think I bought 100 thermistors. Uh, I, I don't have, oh, I can't easily get it. I, I, I've got I've got a box full of heaters, like full of 40 yeah. watt, 24 volt heaters. Why? Because they break. And yeah. if I'm going to replace my hot end, I'm replacing the heater too. I do not care. The amount of effort that it takes to, to easily remove a heater is not worth it to me, especially if it's got a little bit of gunk on it, right? That's going to seep into the heater. It's going to weld. I don't care. Replace you get to heat it up, pull heater. it out, try I and pull it out. do not give a shit. Yeah. And this solves that problem. And because of that spring, it keeps it from going there. And we look at E3D's patents. They're pending patents right now. They've got one on a liquid extruding system. And they've got one on the nozzle. So we know, and I, we don't know if that's the Revo nozzle or if that's the Obsidian. I assume it's the Revo nozzle. Because the Obsidian nozzle is based on an open source design. So I don't know well, if... the Obsidian Revo will be could be another patent eventually if they wanted to i'm guessing that their patent covers this Probably. i'm guessing they're going to put out a a design patent that covers material usage as well yeah that would be my my guess um but yeah zombie5re says i think the lip around the base of the thread would give you the stop point you need 3d monkey says and it works so good Jimmy Johansson says, no offset issue, I'd say. And DSK says, hi. And I was corrected. I, I say disc. I didn't realize it's not disc. It's DSK. So, hey, DSK. Hopeful. And, I mean, I know your real name. I don't know if you say that, but how you doing, buddy? I, I see that uh, there is a small group of people hanging out in Wexter's Discord right now that are uh, coming here to troll us. But you know what? I'm totally fine with that. As long as you leave a like on the video, make sure you get subscribed. And, uh, you know, all the things YouTubers like. Comments are great. We love it when you increase our chat rate. Yeah, I mean, getting rated doesn't hurt us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roast me and rate me, Reddit. <laughs> but, um, you know, ultimately... I think these patents are going to be good for E3D. They're not going full Stratasys, and so many of us are concerned about this. And I mentioned it, I don't know if it made it through the cutting floor, but if E3D pulled a Stratasys and said, we're patenting the whole damn thing, you know, screw you guys, we're going home, uh, E3D would, would lose all credibility overnight. I think that just their morals wouldn't allow them to, especially, like, with San, what Sanjay talked about, reading that article for the first time, it, it they, they didn't want to, but this was out of a need. This, this was not a want, this was a need. I do look at that article and say, there was something that somebody in the company wrote that was considerably more sincere and like, it felt almost apologetic. And then someone on the PR team said, whoa, 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 whoa. We got to professionalize this up a little bit. Let's leave in there that we know that we're promising not to do this stuff. But we got to make sure that we put our legalese in there. Yeah. Because I, I feel like they're making kind of a... I don't want to say they're pleading to the industry. But they're, they're pleading their case of saying, look, 
we can't continue to operate if companies like Triangle Labs are going to continue to be jackasses. We can't do that. What we need to do is maintain our IP, protect what is important to us, give away the things that aren't, right? The cold side to them, not important. They're giving it away. Because, I mean, that you can do a lot with if you want to make a custom printer and want to mount it specifically and you can't fit in whatever this is. If you want to do some crazy light hot end assembly, do it. And I, I think they'll work with you either. Even if you're a small guy and you reach out, I think they'll end up working with you if you want to do something more custom that they don't have available. Or if you have some idea that you want to bring to them, I think they would be, be willing to talk and not be give give you issues because they, they want to see this community grow still they they do they're founded and built upon open source and, and, yeah. and I, I think that line did really well we are not against open source we are still an open source company however we need to protect ourselves it's something that came up last night and i'm going to give away time lapse tuesday here's time lapse tuesday it's a it's a photos part but it's really stringy and i had a bad v6 so I had a V6 that went bad on our time-lapse render. It was a real V6. I replaced it with what I thought was a real V6, but turned out to be a clone. We don't know. Like, I know that a lot of, like, the, the crazy hair stringing that we see here, that that's from the time-lapse. That's expected for us. It's, it's not retracting enough. And I have it retracting at, like, 1.7 for, for PLA right now. But this is also wood fill, which has a tendency to do this yeah, pretty heavily. That's, but that's a different story. <laughs> I've got a clone hot end in there now. I didn't knowingly put a clone hot end in there now, but there is one in there now. And, uh, yeah, that could be. I would like to compare that. That would be something interesting to really look at on how it affects prints. I agree, but I think that there are so many external factors. Like, I would have to print. I'd have to have side-by-side -side printers, right? No, I would do the same printer and literally hot swap I, I, and, and I look at that and I say, I know where you're coming from, but think about all the variables that occur when you hot swap. Think about, like, my air conditioning turning on and off more often than other times is going to affect print quality. The ambient temperature, yeah. the ambient moisture, these have to be side-by-side -side printers. And I recognize there is some variance between the printers themselves, but if they're both Mark S's, if they're, like, the, those two Mark S's, one is official because one hasn't been touched and the other one has been touched. Yeah, that, that's one of those things, right, where I don't want to switch it between printers because, like, Z offset's going to matter. Your first layer is going to matter. There's so many things that come into play there. It's a video that I want to do, but with the launch of the Revo, I feel like it's not as valid anymore as it used to be. Maybe it will be. I don't I, know. I think now is the best time because of what is going on in the community with these clones and why we should be patenting our stuff if you need to and not just letting it go open source i mean open source i mean especially software that's you you need to have the open source software to be able to allow people to modify and and create but on, on hardware it's you, you need it sometimes especially the way e3d took it and made it work i think if you grow with the community and still let the community have access to it, but don't let these these companies who are just stealing it pretty much. Right. That's I, the problem. I, that is what they're doing. I mean, this is this is literal theft, right? And I feel bad because, like, I 
at the time knowingly. So there were some E3D V6s that I bought from Amazon that I was told were real and definitely weren't. But I made an order from Triangle Labs back in the day. Like, this was four years ago, three, four years ago. Um, and I've had it ever since. And I feel bad because I didn't understand and I don't think I respected E3D the way that I should have. And I was more focused on, I'm poor as shit, but I need to make sure that my, my, my printers can run. And I can't afford a $65 hot end. I can, however, afford a $10 hot end. And if there is some variance, you deal with it on the fly, right? Maybe I use all fake parts, but it's a real nozzle, right? The part that kind of matters. But the clones did get better and better and better. And I guess the heat break actually matters the most. Of I actually have uh, all but a couple of my heat breaks that I have in, in my thing are real E3D. The reason that I went to Triangle Labs to begin with was because I didn't want to pay $50 for a titanium heat break. And Triangle Labs had them for like 12 bucks, And I'm like, what the hell? I'll try it. They're probably not even titanium. <laughs> I, I actually don't believe they are titanium. Uh, I believe they're stainless steel, but I'll have to check that one day because I have a couple of them left. But when E3D dropped the price of their titanium, I bought five or six of them, and I have them separated in E3D official. It's like I have a bin for E3D official. Yeah. Um, Nadav says, one more point about the Revo. It feels like E3D is going to the route of vendor lock in the a vendor lock-in the v6 you can buy just the hot end and put a pt100 or any mix and match but now the revo you can't get a lot of switch parts yet i think is what you need to look at it just came out we don't know what's going to be available for we it's i mean look, look, look at like a first year of a car you don't have all the all the modifications for it. The next year, you're going to have all the tunes, the big turbos, all that stuff. You you have to look and see what's going to eventually come All the out. things you can't have anymore. Why? California doesn't allow you to modify your exhaust, so you can't put turbos on your cars anymore. Uh, a turbo would actually quiet it, so I guess you could. Maybe. As long, as, long as it's not louder than stock. That's fair. I'm going to take a drink of water. Give me a second. Yeah, but I, I, I really think that we need to wait and see what does come out from this, from E30, and it's it's so new. It's It needs to have ha, have more information, more, more design out of it. I agree, and of course, we are doing a lot of speculation, right? We, we as 3D Musketeers, we try to hit these topics as quickly as possible. Like, we're going to do a video about the Prusa print farm thing that they're doing, and a lot of what we're saying is going to be yes. pure speculation, but it's based on our knowledge of how we believe this machine works. Um, Surfaflex, no, Surfalex2000 said, did you see the new announcement for Prusa? They have a new printer, and you can see using, we talked about that they're not using Revos. Enhance those images quite a bit, and you'll see it's a V6-style nozzle. Um, or is it? We It's, I mean, the, the pictures are very taken out at certain angles so you can't see we, we need someone to go to the show um nadav says the heater and thermistor are one unit and patents so you can only get them from e3d e3d is not as far as we are aware Ooh, you know that might be yeah. the the plastic liquefying patent that that will be one of the patents because that's what that comment about slice was about in the interview with sanja 
100%. We have to see, one the, once those patents get granted, we we have to see what they're about. Yeah. I don't think, and you know what? Prusa could be licensing. And see, this is what, this is what E3D talked about. Licensing their products to be used in other people's stuff. That way E3D gets a license fee. Maybe Prusa is, is licensing those heater thermistor combos. Personally, mm-hmm. I don't like the heater thermistor combo. But I understand why it exists. And I think for the Revo, it makes sense. But I want to know where the thermistor is located. Is it one thermistor? Is it multiple thermistors? Where is it located? And can the small amount of slop between the actual nozzle and the heat block itself, depending on how that thing is touching, be affecting the temperature? I I, I think they have it bonded a specific way from... I, I feel like the, the, there's some of this. black magic going on, I think. I agree. There, there is some magic going on that I don't personally understand. And that's okay. I don't have to understand it. Um, yeah. Oh, see, your teacher agrees with me. Miss Deutsch agrees with me. I agree with Grant side by side. Minimize your variables. So, ha. Justin. I think she's. I think she's behind, actually. Yeah, she is behind. She's clearly behind. Uh, but that's fine. She'll catch up and she'll see that she's behind. Um, so Surfalex says, "I checked the high-res images. You can get them modifying the image link. If we can do that, we should. Justin, if we can modify the image link to get me the high-res, I'll, let let's I'll make look. sure we do that for the video. Yeah, I'll take a look. Uh, the combo is like modern phones and laptops." You don't want everything so hard to repair, but if it, but if it isn't, they can't provide all they do in such a small. I I don't know if that makes sense, but Jimmy Jimmy's basically saying that the combo of the heater and thermistor is nice, but you're increasing your level of variability for failure because if you break a thermistor wire, you have to replace both. If I don't think you will break it though. I don't think you will either. It seemed from that video that they showed off, it seemed like it's it, it'd be a little bit more difficult to to break anything. Without... Here's here's a heater cartridge, right? I, I've got a uh, what is this? It's not even engraved. That tells you how shitty this is. This came from the Creal. I know where this came from. This came from the Creality thing because it's got capped on tape on it. So I know it came from this Creality nozzle. And man, you look at that. Look at how much wiggle there is. Like. Good lord have mercy. And it's only held in with a stupid little grub screw. But these wires are incredibly easy to break, and they're even easier to short. Um, at least this is a nice one that has the nice proper braided cable. Um, Surfalex2000 says, give me an email, I'll send it to you. Our email's in the uh, uh, the description of the video. It's YouTube at 3DMusketeers.com. Um, because... I want I want to see E3D follow what they're saying and I have faith that they do but I have to be concerned that the implications of these patents are going to be poor on E3 on E3D. Now, Lightspeed 3D, he's been somewhat critical of our videos, but I think the the point that he's brought up about slice engineering getting a lot of shit about doing basically the same thing and E3D getting off effectively scot free is pretty valid here um and it's valid because 
Slice did this from the get-go. Slice did not have a reputation. So nobody knew, can you trust this weird guy from Florida? And, like, I don't blame people for being like, no, we can't trust you, right? Um, that is, that's what's tough. With E3D, they were founded upon open source. Everybody knows their shit. We, we all know what it is. It's good, right? Um, but, yeah, like, that's what I believe, at least. Jimmy says, I was, I, was on, I was in the other side. I mean that great technology demands integration. You have to, uh, half the type bass putting the kid to bed as usual. For those that don't know, Jimmy is not in the United States. His kids are not going to bed at 2 p.m. on a Saturday morning. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree, right, with, with that statement. I, I agree completely with that statement. What do you think, Justin? Yeah, so like, I was sorry, I got a little distracted looking I, at pictures. But... I was on, I was in the other side. I mean that the great technology demands integration. Do you agree yeah, with that? Yeah, I, I I agree with that. And uh, what I was kind of looking at earlier about like what Jimmy was saying about the combination of like the modern smartphones and laptops. Um, the company that Linus from Linus Tech Tips just backed they kind of, I think, found that balance on being able to get that That's slim, fair. sleek laptop, but then you also can modify it and upgrade it. That's, and I think that's, I agree. We, we, we need to have that balance of, okay, I can build it, I can do it, Yep. but then also it needs to just work. And like, that's- Yeah. You, you, that, know, that's you know what also needs approach. to just work, right? What else needs to just work, Justin? 3D Musketeers. My segue to our sponsor, 3D Musketeers. <laughs> I got 20 people watching eight likes. Figure this out, please. <laughs> Don't leave. Please like the video. <laughs> um, uh, Valiant, Valent, Valent. I think it's Valent. Is asking, is the price known for each part of the new Revo? No, it is not. We know the overall price is approximately $120. 120 USD, and that is for a Revo plus four nozzles. If we utilize basic, you know, math assumptions here and say the Revo is going to cost roughly the same as a V6, which was $65 when it was announced. Yep. That means the nozzles will be just under 15 bucks, 13.75. I did not do great math during the video, but that's why we have editors to put it on the screen for you. But I mean, even if the, the nozzles are about 15 bucks, like that's not bad. A regular V6 nozzle can run you 9 to 12 bucks depending on where you buy it from so that's not not bad uh grant check your discord i sent you uh i know an enhanced... I'm, I'm, I'm watching i'm looking an, at it an enhanced <laughs> yeah that's 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 an enhancement um it is definitely a v6 nozzle you can see the dimple in it yeah justin go ahead and put it put it up on the screen there that is definitely a v6 nozzle like, 100% of V6 nozzle. Zoom in some more, because remember, they're... Keep enhancing! More enhance! That's a V6 nozzle. That is actually not a circular heater. That does not appear to be a circular heater. And if we go down, it looks like there is an actual heater cartridge still in that. Now, remember, yeah. remember, everybody, this is still a prototype. This is not a final product. Shit can change. This is just what they're showing off right now. Um, so, 
Let me see what's going on here. <laughs> Nadav says, sure, it'll cost you $4.99. Yeah, Nadav, go ahead and dislike the video then. I'm not paying you to like the video. Uh, where I see it? Okay, Zombie5RE says, Slice Patent's get a no-go for me because it's the same system that was already on an open source printer for several years beforehand. Um, Bill Todd says, if there is prior art, the patent would be difficult to defend. If there's prior art, the patent wouldn't have gotten... Well, okay, I can't say that. The USPTO's done some weird shit. Let me really quick uh, search for the patent. Because I should be able to find it either with, with Dan's name, but I should just be able to find it with Slice Engineering. Uh, let's see... Ah, damn it. That's going to be a tough one to find. Uh, let me see if we can find Slice Engineering. Um, okay, I got their patent. All right. While you're pulling that up, uh, I'm going to respond to Zombie about the Revo nozzles are on par with a V6. Do you consider the nozzle and the heat brake? Yes, but like that's kind of the thing. Like, I wouldn't be changing my heat brake most of the time. I changed my nozzle. So that was kind of like the thing that I didn't love. But, I mean, if it's... 15 under 20 dollars and it's closer to 15 i wouldn't mind for brass if it's maybe 30 or 40 for a hardened steel that that that's in the same range of what i would expect to pay most of the time so and if they last a little longer don't get the threads don't get crossed like i wouldn't wouldn't mind it this is really weird i did not find their patent I found a Chinese company that's referencing. Is it Thetis? The dragon? I don't know. I'm having to open a bunch of other patents to figure it out. This is a problem with patent searching. You can never, like, do it all that well. I found it. You found Slice's patents already? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's probably on their website. Uh, DM them to me so I can take a look at them and talk about it. Because, like, we we should look at that. Because if there is prior art for open source... Oh, of course they've got a whole page for IP. Just Google. <laughs> um, okay, so we got the Mosquito Hot. And they got a lot of patents. Wow. So, if Slice is basic... So, you can base a patent on an open source product. That's totally fine. As long as you're changing something that makes it novel, unique, and non-obvious. It must hit all three of those. If it does not hit all three of those, we've got ourselves a problem. So if they've changed stuff like that, then it's fine as far as I'm concerned. Um, so Zami5RE says, Revo nozzles are on par with V6 if you consider its nozzles and heat break price together. I agree. I agree that it's on on par for V6 in price, and I think that's amazing. The fact that they're making all of this new engineering for quite a lot less is pretty damn cool. Is the Prusa Mini open source or proprietary? Fully open source. Um, it, everything is published on Prusa's GitHub. You can go take a look at it there. At GitHub, you have the full Fusion files. I was everything. messing with it when we were trying to figure out a way to help align the T-nuts when you align the Z-axis on it. We're looking at a way to make so, it easier to install. Nadav says the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office does not look for prior art. It just approves it, and you then need to attack it. That is sometimes true. Now, 
if you are filing a patent and your patent attorney doesn't look through this, fire your damn patent attorney and get a new damn patent attorney. We will hook you up with a patent attorney. I don't make money when I send people to patent attorneys. We probably should negotiate that. But, you know, I, I want people, if they're going to patent things, I want them to do it right. You do not need a patent attorney to file a patent. You need a patent agent to file a patent. You can write your entire patent yourself. But then you need a patent agent to file it for you. Filing a patent will normally cost you about $500. A patent attorney is someone that writes it, makes it pretty, puts all the legalese bullshit in there to protect you, as well as references anything that utilize that you are utilizing in your patent itself. Um, Valence says, Grant, I'll send you an email regarding collaboration. Oh, cool. We are located in Europe. We work for some automotive clients in a few different industries. Dope. I have no idea what your company is, but yeah, let's talk. I love that yeah. kind of stuff. Google food degree. <laughs> uh, Zombie5RE, unfortunately, in YouTube live streams, people can't post links. And I'm sure there's a great reason for that. Because in big streams, people are dicks. We like to believe here that the one rule in our live stream is don't be a dick. Jordan. <laughs> um, it, all images are sent. Maybe still in, uh, interesting. Surfalex says... Chat links have been disabled per YouTube. I can't enable them. It is like a YouTube-wide thing. Um, the only thing that Slice changed from Ultimaker was using tubing instead of threads. Um, hmm. I don't know. Um, so Bob says companies... Cummingling companies? I don't know what that is. Uh, companies in this discussion, E3 is a UK company. Their patent system works differently. This is true. I agree. Oh, only mods can post links. Ha! I'm not yeah, I am I can... not making you a mod, Jordan. I am not well, you know, maybe I should. Should no, I put Jordan in timeout? Don't put him in timeout. We we need we need the interaction, damn Does it. Jordan need to be in timeout? He's fine. Are we sure? Yes. Owner approved. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So let me look at the U.S. patent number for the mosquito. Apparatus and method for creating three-dimensional. Uh-oh. Are we good? Yeah, we're still good. Okay. So apparatus and method for creating three-dimensional objects. They're utilizing. Yep. They're referencing inventors S. Scott Crump. That's. What? This is not a slice engineering patent. These are patents that they're utilizing. Then is another stuff actually patented? Huh. What? We should maybe do some more digging, not on stream and kinda. Yeah. Do definitely. some follow-up posts definitely. on on this, because Yeah, that's interesting to think about on if they actually don't own their IP and they're just, yeah. Oh, okay, so, uh, and I hope I'm saying his name right, Valent, I hope I'm saying it right. My brother just sent me your Twitter. Uh, but they are a 3D printing and prototyping company. Our team is currently nine people and have three mechanical engineers and two industrial designers. Would love to work together with you. Cool beans, man. I like awesome. that stuff. It, it, it is great when companies can collaborate together to make cool stuff. Um, presenters don't troll chat or we take away your allowance. Yeah. Bob does give me an allowance every week. 
I get one head pat from Senpai every week. <laughs> uh, either way, I believe that E3 is going about this the right way. I believe we're going to see some patents coming from Prusa as well. It would not surprise me. I think this arm system and everything that they're doing is going to have patents. Maybe it won't, but... The arm, not the printers. Yeah, well, you can't really patent a Core XY design, right? There's yeah, there's that. not... Now, there's a pin system that we've identified, and when I say we, I really mean Jordan, Mad Monkey Makes, uh, identified the pin system for how it keeps the bed from being shifted when the, pr when the bed is lifting off, uh, where the flex bed is being lifted off. Um, Oh, that's fair. Zombie RRE, have a good dinner. It is late where he is located. He's located in the UK. Um, nice chatting. Anyways, thanks, dude, for hanging out. We appreciate it. I will get to your email shortly. I've already sent your portfolio to the team. We were actually talking about it earlier. Yeah, so, right right before the podcast. Oh, that's right. Right before it. we started recording, Justin and I were talking about it. Yeah, because I, um, I had it open still because I had a chance to look at it yesterday. And uh, yep. I saw it on my screen. I'm like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, you know, hey, that's the, that's the fun when you get to a certain size. It's like hiring people right now is truly one of the toughest things that most companies can do. But unlike most companies, I have a YouTube channel with 2,000, almost 2,000 subscribers. And if you want to help us get closer, I God, I'm doing way too many CTAs. Even I'm starting to get tired of my own CTAs. Um, but the fact that we can say, yeah, a guy from the UK that would have never known about us otherwise is able to, like, send me a resume, although he doesn't have a resume, but send me a portfolio and some, you know, relevant experience and say, I want a job. That's pretty friggin' cool. Speaking of someone that doesn't live in the country, that's pretty damn cool. Maker Viking is here. Gotta love him. Hey, hey, uh, I don't want to say his real name. Hey, 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 Viking, how you doing? It's terrible when you know people's real names. You don't know if they're comfortable with you calling them by their real names. Hi, Viking. How are you? Yeah. Uh, because I'm used to calling them by their real names. I just make it easy enough. My first name is good enough. <laughs> yeah, I mean, most people know my first name at this point, and if you don't, it's literally on the damn screen, and Jesus, yeah. is this is your first time seeing our channel. I'm the guy that yells into the microphone. <laughs> A lot. Hey, I did not get any BS so far of that e3d revo video being fake because i've gotten a lot of like oh you know your excitement is fake no it's actually not and i think the more people get to know me they realize i'm just like this speaking of my father thought this was fake you see the spool of filament that's like hanging from a spool holder where i threw it in the friday video and it ended the green no 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 the white there's a crazy oh, like yeah, rat's yeah, nest yeah. of white yeah that was part of a broken spool that broke off and i said screw it and I tossed it behind me and it landed there. My dad's like, that was movie magic, right? I said, no, that legitimately happened. And it, the cut for me freaking out about that it happened is way longer than what made it into the video. <laughs> um, oh, okay. Maker Viking says, feel free to use my real name. But yeah, I respond to Viking. Um, Bob says, I'm the guy that yells into the microphone. Accurate. It's true. I am. Very. But I'm the guy that's not going to sugarcoat things either. I'm going to call people out on their bullshit. I'm going to get excited when I think it's valid. I'm going to get excited for a $50 3D printer that 
has Thermal run away because I did not expect it and then get depressed by the fact that I got a bunch of fire safety gear and wasn't going to be able to use it. Okay, like th th there was that peak and then the instant fall right there, right? L you know, just just a just a slew of of bipolar in that video. Um, what cut? The oh the oh yeah, the extended cut for this is actually on Patreon. I think I think that full cut made it into Patreon. Um, that's pretty cool. Uh, Valen said they started with two person machines. Now they have over 50 and work on large SLS and it was, and oh. still is crazy. Wow. So we start, we started with, we started, when did we start? 3DM started officially in 2015, but it opened its doors in 2016. Um, we started with Wanhao printers because Prusa was really not at that point yet. Neither was Wanhao, but Wanhaos were like 400 bucks. Um, yeah. as soon as we got our first Prusa, we kind of saw business go up pretty quickly. The problem is we don't have a dedicated space. Like we work in a, in, in my house effectively. Um, and so 50, we have 32 machines right now. Uh, but we're actually pretty slow, which kind of sucks. Um, between COVID and it not being great here in the States between my back when I got injured in April of 2020, right, right at the peak of the pandemic as well, or the first peak, I should say, um, sales and a lot of our markets kind of fell to the wayside during the pandemic. We have not been doing all that well, but, you know, we understand that a lot of businesses have not been doing well and we're going to keep trudging through it. We started the YouTube channel as a way to get our name out there and apparently it's working. So, uh, and now I find that I love interacting with people because, Normally, I would not be able to talk about patents to people, yeah. right? Patents are a really boring, boring subject. Um, Surfalex is asking if I checked for the images. Uh, I can check my email really quick. I tend not to check my email during live streams because it does tax my computer. And These pictures are big. Really big. How big? I don't know. Someone on Discord as like just linking it. And if you open original file, it, it takes a second to load. Nothing has come in yet, but that's okay. It might not. Um, but we can always find them. I've got staff for this, so we can, yeah. It, it, it's all the it's the whole blog post. If you just remove scaled, it doesn't full res. Oh, okay. And they're that's easy. They're they're nice. Uh, well, that'll be good. That 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 will allow us to you know really enhance. dive into this for the video. Um, I am curious to see if Bruce is going to patent things. I believe now that E3D is kind of popped the bubble of this you know oh we're all anti-patent i think a lot of the companies that were never anti-patent they were just anti-killing themselves uh yeah. are going to be able to come out public and say yeah you know we agree with this right because there there is a good medium between n fully open source and stratasys which stratasys to me is uh you know we're close sourcing it middle fingers to you we don't give a shit and uh, fully open source is come and take it. Yeah. Like the literal version of come and take it. Not yeah, I, I think you need to have fair licensing in that. That's fine. You can own your IP, but just have fair licensing to allow people to license it out if they want to manufacture it, for example. Like, let's say Prusa wants to manufacture their own Revo. They want to do a couple modifications to make it so it's for their machines. And there's a like for the MMU, the special heat break. Uh, yep. 
and let Prusa license it, even let Prusa manufacture it if they want to. Boom. E3D is making money. Prusa is making their money. Prusa gets their vertical integration with it. And I, I, th I, I think it's going to really make it a much better uh, combination of who and what in the industry will grow. Sir I did just get all your photos. Sorry. Wanted to be very clear yeah. that I got all the photos. But yes, I, I agree. I don't know. I feel like E3D has got to be kind of breathing a sigh of relief right now that this whole thing did not blow up in their face. But it seems like, and I, we talked about it earlier, that this whole like release thing has been a bit of a cluster for everybody. Right? There was a countdown on Prusa's website. What the hell happened? The Nothing. site didn't change for another four hours after Nothing it. happened. You and I believe that that was supposed to be the announcement for the printer, but it was leaked by Some, Someone company. was at the show. Someone was at the show and posted before Prusa did. And at that point, your hand is kind of dealt. You have to put it out there. Yeah. And then, well, because the thing is, the site didn't update until I'd say two or three hours after that countdown clock. Yeah. So I, I think there's there, there there was some stuff that got something got screwed up in the back end that you didn't see. And yep. Um, I mean, it could just be the website hosting didn't update. And Valent agrees with you, Justin, that fair IP licensing is crucial. I agree. We talked about this with David Stein in a really old episode of the making awesome podcast, like episode 10. Um, where he talked about the oil and gas industry, how they will have patents and they'll license it out for a dollar. What it does is it lets them control who utilizes it. So if they don't want a particular company getting access to it, you can't license it. And it enables them to still maintain that IP, which of course is valuable in the event that they go to sell their company and it's valuable to their shareholders, right? Companies like Shapeways and Velo3D that just went public this week via SPACs, of course they went via SPACs, um, they so are now going now. to be looking at patenting, 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 because that is where value to shareholders comes in from. Yep. Um, Valen says but he donated a thousand euro for half of an Ultimaker 2 that was the first printer in our local hackerspace. It was awesome to have a printer to work on, but damn, it was unreliable. Oh, okay, so he paid for half of the printer to go into the maker go space. To the house. Got it, got it, yeah. got it. Yeah, I mean, the Ultimaker 2, I actually like them. I like the Ultimaker 2. The 3, to me, is kind of the poo-poo Ultimaker, the one that is just fully DRM-controlled. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be, but it... I don't think it... Yeah, it no, doesn't have to be, but you, you, it's like Form Labs, where Form Labs has an open mode, but it's not as good as the closed mode. Yeah. Um, well, the Form Labs ones are not on the Form 3 yet, only Form 2. That's true. Sir, our first printer had no bearings. Grant, talk about it. So, the first printer that we purchased was a Solidoodle Press. It had no bearings, it had no bushings, it was plastic on metal. And it was not like it was Delrin. No, it was ABS on metal rails. You can actually see it in our standing set. It's the big black box off to what is my left on that set. That is the Solidoodle Press. It does not print. Uh, it doesn't have it. 
it doesn't have a heated bed. I don't remember. It has no screen, so it must be connected to a computer. It has no way to hit play. It has one big button on the top. It's got a spool holder on the top of it that the spool sits in, but it only fits their proprietary spool. So if you want to use a different spool, too bad. And it was the printer that ultimately sunk Solidoodle. Yep. It was touted as the first consumer-grade 3D printer, and it could not have been farther from the truth. I don't know if there are patents on that. It doesn't really matter. Solidoodle no longer exists because of that printer, because of the shit yeah. show that it was. Yeah. But, like, the first printer that I worked on that was a, you know, bought printer was a Thingomatic. It was not mine, uh, but it was a Thingomatic with the belt, which was a disaster Ooh. in and of itself. Yeah, a belt made of Kapton tape. Think about that. Yeah. Bob said, are we ever going to see this set again? Yes. So that standing set is going to be used anytime that we work on printers. So anytime there's something where I need to be hands-on with something, that's when we'll be using that set. Um, there's also an electronic set that nobody has seen yet. It's actually not even fully built. Um, but it's a top-down, white table, jerry-rig everything style. You're, you're not going to see my face. You're going to see my hands. I'll be talking into a microphone. And Bob is rejoicing because he doesn't have to see my face. But... Um, that's what that set is going to be. But we don't have any big electronics projects just yet. And we apparently are not an electronics channel. So we may not ever do that. Uh, Bob says, wait, you work? I do. Yeah, I work a lot. You should get the Alien 3D bit macro pad thing for that what? Brad and I got. I don't know. It'd be a cool video. And macro pad for OBS. Yeah, I get that. Like... I want to build our own, though. And I want to use a screen. I want to build our own mega stream deck, like a 32-key stream deck. Processing power, Grant, that your computer doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. That's, that, that is and, fair. And the external processing power. You need a couple microcontrollers to do that. I mean, At if you guys want me to see, you know, do like an Alien 3D unboxing and review, I can do it. I just don't know if it's going to be exciting content. Um, I don't know. Let me know if you think we can do it. I'm sure I can work out a deal with Alien 3D because, I mean, what's the box cost? 36 bucks. Or like we got, Brad and I bought the keyboard separate because neither of us are subscribed to it. Hmm. Um, and he had a couple extra in stock. Valen says, Prusas are workhorse machines because of their reliability. That is why Prusa is so popular, why people love their machines. We have 12. We have 12 Prusas. I run them as often as I can. Um, and we love them. They just work. I love the fact that I can put a handle on a Prusa Mini, even with my crippled ass, pick up the printer, take it to a place, set it on a table, click print, and keep talking. And not have to deal with any of that bullshit. Now... We look at, like, this is a paradigm shift in the industry. E3D is changing from open source to semi-closed source. Do we believe that Prusa is going to follow? I don't know. I think they will. I don't know if they're going to. I Prusa's printing. Bob says <laughs> Alien 3D's UFO is already a good deal. No discounts by order of the board. That's fair. Yeah, I mean... You guys probably you, you... didn't save anything by doing it. You get coupons, you get filament. Oh, he gives you all the filament to do it? 
Uh, I think it's like like sample that should be enough That's for cool. most of the projects. Yeah, I can dig there's, that. There's a couple of different tiers. Uh, we should possibly look into it. It'd yeah, cool. let's let's look into it. Um, and he's pretty local to you, so which sucks. That means I got to pay sales tax. He's in Ocala. He's like an hour you and a half north. You everyone does now. That's a federal law. You, Is it? Like I, you can't do the BNH. Like I used to buy stuff from BNH, and you don't get sales tax. But now I get sales tax. Is that federal or is that just California? Federal. Noted. All right. Yeah. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Oh, it John sucks because I like it used now. to I used to save ten ish percent buying camera gear from B and H. How much is your sales tax? Depends. Ridiculous. But ten ish percent. Seven, I thought eight. it was just about where your company had a nexus. And now Not that anymore. Amazon's nexus is in basically every state, that's why they start charging sales tax. But no, there was a whole thing with Wayfair. Yeah, it a couple years ago, Wayfair's whole thing. Ah, uh, okay. Yep, Chris DOT45 says it as well. Um, Valen says, I love so many things about the Prusa Mini, but I really think they failed with not integrating the power supply, and that makes it less portable. I don't mind it. The power At, supply's not integrated on it? I didn't know no, that. No, it's a separate, me it's a big Meanwell brick. Um, oh, I did not know that. I, I I haven't seen a mini in person actually. Hold on, I I I, I can see I, I can see where my mini power supply is. Deutsch, bring your mini to school, so I can use it. What? I'm telling Deutsch to bring her mini to school when she finally gets to this point in the video. Ha! The benefits of learning how to pick up things with your feet. This yes. is the power supply for a mini. Oh, okay. It's Something a, like an Xbox. <laughs> it's and it's a real Meanwell, okay, and it is. Where's your where's your ratings? 160 watts. Oh, did one of 24 volts, 6.67 amps. So, and it uses a um, uses a four pin locking power connector, Justin. Oh, okay. Uses a four pin locking power connector. Uh oh, one of my prints failed. Rip. No. Wait, do you have cancel objects on? No, Con Prusa Connect doesn't have that. Rip. No. You gotta kill that print. Or are you, you gonna send it or are you gonna kill it? I'm gonna kill it. Because uh, it's on top of a couple other ones. See? No. That's why you should be using Octoprint for this instead of Prusa Connect. Because you could have just canceled the object and it would have been fine. Yeah, but it kind of fucked up. It kind of screwed up a couple of them, so. He said the F word and then corrected himself like it didn't exist. We it all heard exist. it, Justin. You, you, YouTube won't hear it, that means. YouTube won't hear it. Oh, you said it. Valen says, please talk about Prusa Connect. Can you talk about Prusa Connect? Yes, I can. I can't do a review, but I can talk about it. Yeah. Don't remind me of how much I hate that. <laughs> Wait a minute. Can you talk to me about it and then I talk about it to people or you talk? I, sure. I, I okay. don't know where that line, if we can play the telephone game and I'm the one that, oh, you're oh, going to show I... it off. All right, let's do it. Yeah, I can show it off. That's not an issue. So there's two components to it. Oh, let's see when Justin types in P what comes up on his browser. Prusa. <laughs> <laughs> it's PC so part picker. Pretty much. So there's two... I can hear my brother laughing at that joke. <laughs> so there's two components. So uh, Bob says no, you can't. The email said I could. Okay. Whatever. Keep going. 
You're either going to um, screw yourself or you're not. At this point, you've already screwed yourself. So if you're not allowed to do it, it's already happened. The, you've already broken the NDA. So just keep I, going. I can't <laughs> sign an NDA. But the email said I could show, just not do a review. Um, so Prusa Link is what's plugged into the back of my Pi, but back of the INC board. It's on a Pi Zero. Um, it's pretty, pretty basic. Uh, lets you just file manage, see your progress of your print, whatever. And then Prusa Connect is what you're is talking on the internet. You log in with your Prusa email login. Same thing that's on your Prusa printers shop. That main account that's tied to everything. Lets you access it. It gives you logs, which I really like, are much better than Octoprint. It gives you really nice logs on your prints. Um, and the graphs are really pretty. I have switched to a point six, so I haven't turned on my pictures, but I typically have the pictures. Control, temperatures, commands, logs, It's basically settings. Octoprint, but Prusa branded. That's all yeah. we need to say about it. Pretty much. I'm not in it. I didn't get into the, the closed beta. I wasn't uh, cool enough. I wasn't cool enough to get into the closed beta. Um, but that's okay. I... It, like, I sit here and say, I'm not in the, the closed beta for the Revo, and that enabled us to do the videos on it. If I was in the closed beta for Prusa Connect, yeah. I couldn't do a video on it, but I'd really want to. But yeah. similarly, what we could do is we could have all of our show notes ready. I could pre-record a video, and as soon as that embargo is up, I can release the video instantly, rather than having to go through and do all of the work in, like, 45 minutes to go ahead and do that. I believe that Prusa Connect is going to be an amazing way. And, like, it's clear it's going to integrate into that farm, right? We know that's going to be a thing. I've talked to multiple, because I don't use it, I talk to people that have it. Everyone said it's crazy well-polished. There's some issues with it. But, you know, things can yeah. get better. It's 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 still a beta. That's... That, that, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And it's, I, I've been using it for two weeks now, three weeks. I only have one printer, so one Prusa. So it's not. Does it only work with Prusas? Only works with Mark Threes for now. Okay, okay. So that, that, that's just the beta thing. I'll be, see, that's something to me that I say, ah, that's a perfect place for Prusa. Perfect place for Prusa. That was a pretty good alliteration yeah. there. Um, for them to start closing things. Yeah. If if Prusa Connect is closed, your open version is Octoprint. It's what we use on the time lapse printer. It's great. O it's only thing great. I'd be concerned about is if it's based on Octoprint, because then that you'd be required to open source it, which I don't know. I haven't dug enough deep into the code of it. Which, yeah. I'm interested. I I'm wondering. I kind of. Is it bad that I want it to be closed source? Um, uh, Valen I mean, asks, "What are some of the beta issues?" I don't know if we can discuss that. I don't know. I don't know if we want to continue discussing it. Let's 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 yeah. go with that. The yeah, let's not continue talking about it. But it is, of course, a beta, similar to the Revo beta. I don't even know how long the Revo's been in beta, like similar in the hands to of the beta. Prusa the Prusa Slicer Alpha. It's still like that's in a public stuff it's not there's some bugs on it like it's just they they need to do to do tweaks and it's it, it's 
it, it runs it's on cool. a on a Pi Zero though, right? Yeah. Um, but that's not handling most of it. Most of it's handled on the cloud. Okay, because I know like a lot of us that run Octoprint, we say you can't run it on a zero. It doesn't work. And, I'm, and I don't run my camera through it. I don't run my camera through it. I just have a wise cam. That's what the, you're seeing. It's just a wise cam running standard wise cam firmware. Right. And then I have a thing running on another Pi that takes the wise cam and does some weird conversion so I can run it on my computer. That's a lot of work. A lot it's more work than I feel comfortable with. For the wise cam? Bob and Valent, I want to hear your guys' opinion in those comments. I think you two are probably the... I mean, I don't know Valent, but I know Bob well, but Valent's another business owner in the industry. What do you guys think if Prusa does start to patent, you know, let's say they patent the farm, particularly the arm part of the farm. Um, how do you guys feel about that? And how do you feel about it if they go and they start uh, patenting Prusa Connect? That would be interesting to me. <laughs> I'm going to take a drink of water real quick. Yeah. <laughs> Bob says 100% they should. I'm glad. I'm glad that Bob agrees. But Bob is like one of the few people that I look at and say, you you like open source, but you, you clearly understand its limitations. How do you feel about printing parts for free? I don't like printing parts for free. To the gentleman that was messaging me at 3 a.m. in the morning that wanted me to do a full reverse engineering for a water pump housing and wanted to pay and have it printed and in his hands in 24 hours and only wanted to pay $20, you, sir, are the reason! Do people not understand how long it takes to design stuff? <laughs> and that time is expensive? Apparently not that guy. Although I looked him up, he's a mechanical engineer, so I feel like he should know better. But yeah. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Bud. Okay, bud. Yeah, I was like, okay, cool, thanks. Ended that conversation very quickly. Uh, <laughs> Mad Muggy says, how do you feel about creating IP and giving it away? I don't do that. I don't create IP and give it away. We protect what we do. Now, yes, like when we do live streams and when we're doing videos... We will give away that IP. So, like, the, the things that we produce on live streams, a lot of those I post to Prusa printers. Like, I didn't yeah. post the cane handle, but, I mean, if you want me to, I can. I just... Valent has a good take on it. Prusa will maybe be having more trouble because their brand is even strongly linked with open source. So was E3D. E3D has the same thing. I believe if, if Joe comes out and says, here are the reasons, right... You know, we've got millions of dollars into this. This is a very niche use case scenario. We need to protect our IP and protect, you know, what this does. I don't think the industry is going to kill him for it. But I also don't yeah. think, I think the, I think the industry is going to kill him over the, the print farm. The same way that the people get upset about the SL1S, guess what? It's not for you. It's barely for me. That print farm is barely for what we do. <coughs> it's more for people that want to make... 20,000 of something, but don't want to get injection mold. Yeah, 100%. And if there's that good of farm management, which we see with Prusa Connect, that the management of multiple printers is great. Like, I, I can't wait for it to be accessible on more than a Mark III. And that, that farm management will be 
what's going to sell that. More than the motion platform, more than that arm, having that queuing system and having it be able to handle it, know what's loaded in, know what's what, what nozzles on there, know what all the parameters are, and just go, that's going to be the best thing. I agree. I, I think the the queuing system in that but see the problem is to utilize that you're going to have to have to have to have to have to have batch jobs that are pre-done yeah now I could say yep let that one run I'll be working on that next job put it there work on the next job put it in there you could do that but unless you're running like if you're an out of darts out of darts makes sense to get that that farm because that's what they do. Yeah. Right? 100%. It, however, I mean, they're running a mini farm. Of Prusa Minis? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Uh, culture of immediate gratification, blame the 50s. Chris D.O.T. 45 says, yep. Yep. I bl actually, I blame Amazon is what I blame. I mean, because e e even I'm like, hmm... I can spend two more dollars and get it overnight, or I can save two dollars and get it in three days. I'll spend the two dollars and get it overnight. Yeah. Valen <laughs> says, but if you want to be gradual, Prusa is not making things like open source companies because open source means also designing things in public, but hardware is different than software. But they open source their software too, right? Yeah, I don't, I, that's why I think Prusa Connect will not be patented. They probably should. But I don't know what is patentable on that either. Because if not, Stratasys would have already done that. I feel like Stratasys it doesn't care about our industry anymore. Right. But I'm just saying they would have patented it already. Years ago. That's fair. Yeah. I don't know. If if if, if it would be something that's worth it. I mean if not prusa should go for it they probably won't I but if think. prusa see i believe if prusa does it and then they license it out to a dollar to anyone that wants it right that still fulfills the open yeah. source as well as the patent prusa is one of those companies that as far as i can tell is not looking to get bought right joe wants to run it until the day he dies joe and i are roughly the same age to put you kind of in perspective i think joe's 31 yeah. um which i'm like God, I've made some poor decisions in life. <laughs> I'm running a business where there are no 3D printers running behind me. I don't know if any of you noticed it, but that's a problem. Uh, and Joe's like, we have 800 printers in our farm, and that's not enough. We're going to produce a system to make things faster. And like for him, I don't think that they designed that product for anybody other than themselves. And then they decided, oh, you know, this would actually be pretty cool if we sold this to other people like us. Out of darts is going to buy one. They, they, they have to. But yeah, as I'm... I said in that original, oh, I didn't say it in that video. I said it in a, I haven't said it publicly at all. It's the um, service contract. Yeah. And, and I'm wondering about that service contract and what they're going to do. And I will don't want to go into depth on it right now because i think we should save that for the video subscribe um yeah buddy that's right that's right um <laughs> but like i wonder how they're going to phase out their mark three farm or if they're going to keep that and this is going to be a supplement to it i wonder what's going to be 
beneficial to them. And like this ARM system, they've been working on for a while because we've seen their old version that was literally based on a Mark III years ago. Yep. Yeah. Years ago at Maker Fairs, I think it was, or in a video. I think what's going to happen is we're going to see Prusa start to phase out their Mark Threes, either donate them or offer them for sale. Yeah, I think they might be like B stock or used or something for. Well, remember they, they you know they did their Guinness World Record, but yeah. then they sold those printers. They were mm. sold as pre built printers. Yeah, because people got certificates. Yeah. Some of the printers came with certificates. Oh, okay. That they were part That's of cool. a world record. Yeah, because I know a lot of people brought their printers in as well, with it, like people who live locally. Uh. Valen says, I completely understand why Prusa doesn't open source design process because they would be copied by other companies and lose their market share to other companies. It's also a pain in the ass. As somebody that live designs on YouTube, it sucks. Because not only do you have to design for, like, I'm a quiet designer. I'll put music on. I'll throw in some some earbuds, which I've really been enjoying these ones. What'd you uh, get? I got the yeah, they're Earfun. What are they? Earfun TW301. Um, I really like them. Active noise canceling, pretty good sound stage. They fit well into the ears, but um, not even. Yeah, I, I love the true wireless type headphones. I've... And they're active noise canceling, my dude. That's nice. Which for me, I have tinnitus in one ear. It's probably not from firearm use, but um i have tinnitus in one ear and you all can tell when my air conditioning turns on because there's a whistling that comes through it can block all that shit out that's nice yeah and if it does that so, some of the higher end noise canceling stuff has been pretty crazy recently like apple's noise canceling they because it, it works on calls now so if i'm on like a clubhouse for example and my dog starts barking you won't hear it that's pretty dope yeah and it does it all on device which is insane because the only thing that comes close on device is rtx voice and that needs a fancy graphics card it does uh, but i i agree that it is it's and it's difficult to pat to to patent software anyway so Prusa connect may not end up being patented i don't blame them whatsoever for having issues in um you know not open sourcing the design process but to some extent they do right Closed betas, open betas, that kind of thing. Yeah. It's protected. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think we kind of covered this. Um, patents have implications in this industry, in the 3D printing industry. What do they mean depends on where they're going. If you yeah. are saying, I need a patent, reach out to us. Right? Ultimately, I... I want to help you understand whether or not a patent is valid for what you're doing. There's a lot of value in patents, but they can also kneecap you. Because, if again, like product development, we do full product development starting at about $2,500 reasonably, right? Start Art, art to part is going to run $2,500 or more, generally speaking. Yeah. And you might say, well, that's a lot of money. Then you are not ready for inventing it is a lot of money but your patent is going to cost you minimum double that minimum most likely 4x that 
And I'm not saying you have to do all of this at once, right? $2,500 can be spread out over two, three, four, five months. And if you have an electronic project, just wait. Because it's not going to yeah, get done. The, really. the, this year is not not the year to do it. We have six electronic projects that are stuck. We are literally buying Arduinos to pull the chips off of them because you cannot buy the bare chips. That's, yeah, it's a it's a problem in every single industry right now. I mean, even if you are a multi-million dollar company, you're not getting chips unless you, yep. you've had service contracts with them, like with TSMC, like Apple does for tens of years and you're dumping billions of dollars into them in development. If not, you're not getting a service contract with them on getting your your and, chips made. And understand, I don't say what I say to discourage people from getting patents. I believe there are valid uses for patents. However, I do not believe it is required to be an inventor. I do not believe that it is required for a company. I believe it is required if your intentions are to sell or go public. Yeah. Otherwise, I do not believe that it is required. Yep. Dell and Lenovo have a three-month backlog. Yeah. Everybody is having trouble. And what sucks is that our clients are sitting there saying, you're not getting your shit done. I'm like, I literally can't. I literally can't. And what happens is they get pissed off and they threaten to, you know, do chargebacks. It's like, look, there is literally, go try to buy a brand new car for sticker right now. Nobody ever paid sticker two years ago. If I went in to buy a car and I wasn't paying 5000 under sticker for a brand At new least. car, <laughs> I wasn't least. buying it. Now, if you're not paying five grand over sticker, you're not buying it. And because a lot of us have lived in our own bubbles, right? My bubble is literally the 1,800 square foot volume of my house for the past year. We don't see a lot of this happening, right? I've, I've had the same phone for three years. I don't notice chip shortages because I'm not trying to buy a new phone. Now, if I was a bigger YouTuber, I'd probably be buying the new iPhone because I could make a video about it and then write off the entire purchase of the iPhone. And the cameras... I don't give a shit about the cameras. I want the LiDAR. You're a um, YouTuber. The cameras. I have a Google Pixel. I have great cameras. Camera. It's even, it's, you have three. <laughs> I have one. But I have the Pixel software. And, and LiDAR. And LiDAR. Yeah. But again, I don't... I sit here and say patents have a valid use in industries. 3D printing as well. I believe they should not be there to stifle people from making things. I believe that patents should be there to protect you and your idea not to hurt your competition. That is not what it is there for. I believe companies like Chi2 Systems that are locking down the Chi2 boards and attempting to either patent it or whatever, that is not only anti-consumer, it is anti-competitive. And that to me is kind of against the policy of don't be a dick. Ultimately, there are valid uses. I think E3D is right on the cusp of what makes sense and what is good. You, however, are welcome to whatever decisions you want to make. I would love to hear what you guys think in those comments. Yeah. You can still be right, but still be an asshole. That's what I agree. You know, Big Lebowski said it right. You're not wrong. You're just an asshole. We just need a Link Bob's merch line it's in okay our description. you can be wrong yep, yeah that's fair 
Bob Bob does have a shirt that says it's okay you can be wrong. I I I, I that's we should have had those and that should be what we wore today. And like every time we talked about it, we just hold it up and be like, yeah, it's yeah. okay, you can be wrong. Bob, send the link. <laughs> yeah, Bob, DM me a link quickly before we kill this live stream so I can put it in the chat. So maybe you get a sale or two. You're welcome. Because um, it is okay to be wrong. <laughs> it is okay to be wrong. Yep. Yep. Actually, we have some parts we're printing for the iPhone 13 today. There's a gaming controller thing that we're printing. Oh, um, that's cool. That needs an adapter. So. Should be fun. Oh, I think I know what it is. I think I know the thing in general. It's some game controller that yeah. fits the iPhone and now it needs a printed adapter. So Yeah, because it's probably wider, I think, the new phones. Yep. Okay, I just got the link. Beautiful. Copy link. Paste the link. There you go. If you want one of the shirts that say, it's okay, you can be wrong, you're good to go. It's okay to be wrong. <laughs> I think that's all that we have. I think there's only so much we can kind of beat a dead horse on this. Yeah. Um, patents are good if they're used well. Patents are bad if you're a dick. Simple yeah. as that. I hope you guys enjoyed this one. Stay safe out there. Don't forget to call your loved ones. My phone is ringing. And keep making awesome. <laughs> have a good one.